Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm the Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL, I love watching every game. I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my Dynasty teams 365 days a year. And so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Today what we have in store is just our real quick uh, weekly waiver wire tips. Uh, sorry I'm getting this out a little bit late, but hopefully it'll give you guys a little heads up on your league mates and in your leagues to be able to make the right moves this week as far as the waiver wire is concerned. Uh, before we jump into it, I always like to remind you that I play in 10 and 12 team leagues with 27 to 30 players rostered. So that means that there's three, uh, 300 to 324 players already on rosters. And so if you're in a true dynasty league, I think that's the way you need to go. And so if you're in that type of league, uh, this waiver wire show should be uh, helpful for you. If you're not, you should get in one. This is the way you play Dynasty. Another thing I'll mention here before I go through my list is that um, really you have to kind of ask yourself too on this. The reason that I don't put these in an order is because it really depends on what your needs are. Not just positional needs, but your needs for what you plan on doing with your team. If you're going to be the type of team that is pretty pretty good and you know that picking these guys off off the wire aren't necessarily going to start for you this season – But if you're in a position where you're just trying to get stashes, some guys that might not do well the next few games or even play for you at all this season, but sometimes it's wiser just to pick up guys that you're going to stash and just hope to hold on to all year, knowing you're probably not going to play them, but just to see what will happen. So there's so much variance in Dynasty, which is why it makes it so much fun. Um, But here's some of the guys that I'll mention and think about the strategies for your, your team, whether you're looking for someone that you need to play this year because you've had some injuries or you're just weak at a particular position. Or if you're in that kind of stash mode, because this week there's one star, I think, and then a couple stashes, and everyone else is kind of in between. We'll start at the quarterback position. Uh, Last week, by the way, I listed Chad Kelly. I still think there's a great chance that he's going to start this season. So if Chad Kelly's available in your league, I would go get him. And I think as Denver continues to erode, that he's going to get his chance to start. They need to at least see what he looks like. So the only one I listed this week is, is Brock Osweiler from Miami. He's back from the dead, right? He threw for 380 yards on the Bears' defense, one of the best defenses. I mean, some some feat for him. Now, the yardage and the touchdowns are a bit deceptive, you know, if you watch the game or if you've heard. Tons of it were just, he was helped out just by a bunch of yak yards, just guys taking small catches and running all the way down the field. Albert Wilson in particular with 155 yards receiving. Um, that was all him running afterward. But he still won the game, and um, Tannehill is anything but a sure starter. Um, Brock will have a chance to actually win the job, I believe, while Tannehill's hurt. Um, I'm sure that uh, this will probably be his best week of the season. You could probably argue it might be the best uh, of the rest of his career, but you never know. Uh, guys learn stuff while they're on the bench, and he you know, has had lots of starts with, with the teams that he's been on already, so uh, he knows what he's doing as far as, ha- as far as having experience. He's worth a stab in two quarterback leagues, of course. Um, but in one quarterback league, you might not want to waste your time on him. In fact, I know I was noticing on a lot of my leagues, Tannehill himself is actually on the waiver wire. So you could pick up Tannehill or Osweiler. I'd be willing to pick up Osweiler if I had to choose between those two just to see what would happen uh, long term if he could win the job. 
Running backs, there's really two. Um, last week I listed Kyle Juszczyk, um, thinking that he could be good for a PPR, PPR option, particularly with Breida injured. But then, of course, Breida suddenly plays for some reason on Monday night. And then this guy, the first one I'll list is Rasheem uh, Mostert, comes out of nowhere, right? Uh, now, he had had some playtime earlier, and I know there's some sharp players that I play with that have had him on and off their rosters kind of during that preseason time when you have extra guys on your team, on your squad. Um, but the fact is that the Shanahan's have, have found star running backs before, right? Like, this is kind of what they're they're known for doing is finding guys that come out of nowhere. Um, you got to at least think there might be a slight chance of this. It's just a one-game sampling, but he did play great. He, he averaged 7.2 yards per carry last night in the Monday night game and has maybe won the number two role. He's, he seems to have beat out Alfred Morris. I don't know why he only got one carry last night, but maybe the coaches know something we don't, and he really is the number two back. And add to that the fact that Breida is often hurt, but he often <laughs> we often think he's hurt, and then he comes back and plays. But he's worth a stab. I think in the leagues where I have Breida, which I have Breida in a lot of leagues, um, I'm more apt to pick him up in that situation, thinking that he could be kind of a spot start for me sometime during the year and maybe hold him, seeing what would happen long-term. But we all know McKinnon's coming back there too. So see it more as a play for this year if you have uh, if you have need to play him this year. The second guy on the list is the opposite, though. This is a bit more of a future move. I list uh, Mike Boone from Minnesota. Um, this could pay off. Uh, Boone looked awesome during the preseason. If you're into watching preseason football, he looked great. And he was picked up in a ton of different leagues. Almost every league I'm in, he was rostered. But then was one of those guys, when it came time to, to cut rosters, he, he almost was cut by everybody. Because everyone assumed that, that Cook and Murray were going to be you know one and two and just holding a guy that's the number three back there might not work. But the fact is that Devin Cook is hurt all the time. I think he's played seven games in his two years of football. Well, you could argue one and a third year of football right now, but still seven games. This could be like a real problem for him. And so Murray's, you know, older back as well. Uh, Boone has looked good in the preseason. Uh, he only had one carry uh, last week, but it was a, a pretty thunderous 20-yard run that looked great. So he's explosive. It's the type of guy that if you don't need someone to play this year, you just hold. Just grab him and hold and wait and see what happens. Uh, could be someone, too, that you could trade if Murray were to get hurt or something like that. Or you're just happy to have him in that, in that time. So that's my number number two running back. On to receivers, and here's where I think there's an actual find that is that is going to pay off. And number one is Jermaine Curse. This could be the best uh, waiver wire receiver uh, since Tyler Boyd earlier in the season. You could argue that he's a new Quincy Anunwa, right? He, uh, last week he caught nine balls on 10 targets for 96 yards. Most of his uh, receptions were those short kind of outlook passes, the same things that we saw Anunwa doing uh, this year when he was the rising star off the waiver wire. Uh, before getting hurt. And so now Curse has, uh, if you remember, last year he won a lot of fantasy teams games uh, coming on very strong late in the season, was in a lot of starting lineups at the end of last year. So I love that he's done it before, which would give us faith to believe that he could do it again. Um, he's the top pick pickup this week, in my opinion. I'll be putting a pretty high percentage of uh, fab money on him for sure. And the truth is that the long-term starting roles, thinking from a dynasty perspective, I think the long-term starting wide receiver roles at New York are up for grabs. Like, I don't know who exactly is going to be solidified there to, to play alongside Darnold for years to come. Maybe none of these guys if they draft someone, but but someone's got to win a role there. And Curse has, is going to have a shot to do it now with several of the guys on their receiver's depth chart injured. He'll get a lot of play time. 
Um, as a side note, he was my last pick in several of my MFL 10s or my best ball leagues. You know, when you get to that 20th round, he was in a lot of my leagues. I picked him up as my last guy, just hoping something like this could happen. So um, that's going to pay off for me. Other wide receiver that I'll list is Cole Beasley. Man, the Cowboys are up and down. It was it was shocking to see their offense just dismantle the Jaguars. That was crazy. Um, Beasley was the primary reason why. Uh, he had more catches uh, last Sunday than he had in the three previous weeks combined. So I don't, I'm not sure that this is a real thing. This is, you know, uh, what Dallas's defense is going to become. So I think until you get a better sense of what Dallas's offense, I said defense, I meant offense, what their offense is going to become, um, I'd be hesitant to pick him up. I think if you're in a PPR league, he might be worth picking up. But the thing about a guy like Beasley is I just suspect that you'll always feel uncomfortable starting him, you know? Um, but if you're in a situation in a PPR league, he might be worth a grab. Moving on to tight ends, um, last week I list, listed uh, Jeff Swaim and Niles Paul. Swaim's still available in some leagues if you're interested in grabbing him up. Paul, of course, got injured on his first game to start for Jacksonville, so there's no need to even look for him now. Number one tight end I have this week is Chris Herndon from the Jets. Um, he uh, made the most of his two catches that he had, uh, catching one 30-yard touchdown pass from Darnold. Um, and I remember the, uh, a lot of my leagues, some of the guys that are sharper, guys that really follow stuff all season long, like you know the real great dynasty players, several of them picked up Chris Herndon last year after the rookie draft, meaning he wasn't picked up in the rookie draft, but once there was kind of a free agent period and you could kind of balloon up your roster, a lot of people picked him up, hoping he could win the job. They knew he was very athletic coming out of college, and so they knew he could be a big play guy. Um, and the fact is that no one's really won the job there at New York. So this could be, this is a tight end that I would suggest as a stash. stash. Um, he's probably not going to start for you, at least for the next bunch of weeks, but could later later on in the year. But this is a guy who could actually be long-term. So in leagues where I've maybe picked up Swaim or Vanette, those are the type of guys that I would drop to pick up Herndon because where, where he's not going to fill a hole right now, he could be someone to, to really wait on and see if some chemistry uh, gets going there with Arnold, and, and maybe he could be the long-term answer for the Jets. He's certainly athletic enough, and a lot of people I know thought well of him uh, before I knew who he was, so I trust them as well. Next guy I'll mention, last guy I'll mention for waiver wire this week is tight end uh, Jeff Hireman from Denver. This is more of a uh, play for this year, I believe, but a lot of us are having to make plays for this year, right? Because uh, we've been hit by the injury bug. Tight ends have been the, the most devastated position so far. So he did have 53 yards on Sunday, so you could do worse than that at tight end, of course. I know I have one league where I have uh, three injured tight ends, and then Jared Cook, my tight end, is on a bye week this week. And so I really just have one tight end, and this week I have no tight ends. So Hireman is the type of guy that I would pick up in that situation. It's not a long-term play. Jake Butt's going to really win the job there, I believe, long-term for Dynasty. But if you're in, like me in that one league where your tight end has been kind of decimated with injuries, Hireman's someone that you could pick up this week and, and look for help that way. So that's what I recommend for the waiver wire. Hope this gets to you guys in time and you can make some good moves tonight. Um, as always, feel free to make this a two-way conversation by contacting me anytime at DynastyFreaks.com. Uh, and let's go out there until then and get Dynasty Freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin. 